Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome back to the Kit and Krista podcast, episode 22, back together The again. double deuce. Oh, the double That's deuce. That's what it is. Deuces. Boom. Um, last week we had a little uh, virtual one. So we now, did. Now we're back. Back in person. Vacation season is over. Back to work. Back to work. Yes. For you, you were on vacation for much oh, longer Oh, we were both Much on. longer. It's fine. Um, all right. Today, very exciting. We know there are lots of Switch Pro rumors a swirling. We're going to unfortunately burst some bubbles and tell you the very cold hard truth. I'm so sick of these. You're, you've been sick of these for since years. you were at Nintendo. Yes, years. That was it's also true. annoying for you. It's true. Um, so that is going to be uh, on the show today. We're also going to be talking about a time when you had a. Ooh, it was a protest moment. I led a walkout. You led a walkout and got into a lot of trouble. It was a bad boy Nintendo. moment for me. See, people don't believe it when I say I'm dangerous. This, after this story, <laughs> this, you're going to believe me. This one, I do. I was a very shooketh. Really? Because it was so unlike you. Oh, and wow. the way that it happened was a little shocking to me. Okay. So we'll, we well, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. That's going to be in the story time today. Um, if it's your first time joining us. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. I'm Krista. And I'm Kit. And we have collectively worked at Nintendo for over 25 years. And now we're doing this. We well, left. We, I mean, we did. We're doing this. Not, no more. No more. Yeah. <laughs> we walked out yeah. during a walkout that you led. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Uh, but we're here now and we're doing this and it's awesome. And uh, we're able to do all of this because of our wonderful yes. Patreon subscribers. Um, thank you so much for everyone that supports us on Patreon. You are literally keeping the lights on. The lights are on right now. The so many lights that we have on right <laughs> Yeah, now. so thank you so much for all of your support. And if you'd like to join us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash kittenkrista. We hope to, to build that community and we hope that you join our Patreon family because it's a lot of fun. Um, all right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Um... It's, it's, it's a little bit in the rearview mirror now, but I do want to say from our uh, office rankings from Orange County, oh, yeah. I received some DMs from somebody who is a Sega oh. employee. Oh. Who wanted to... Yikes. They, Are you in trouble? They Once more? They were not upset, but they just wanted to share some information. Because remember, we went to this building, which is basically like an empty building. In, it was like an empty building that was the wrong address well, of the actual office. Well, two empty buildings. Yeah, it was very strange. And this person, this person let me know that they are in the process of moving again, it seems. Ah. And they shared some photos of what it used to look like with a big Sega Atlas sign on the building. Okay. That's been taken away. I, I'd heard about that as well. So when we pulled up, I was like, is this the, the right place? wrong place? Yeah. So I was just confused overall. Uh, but thank you for reaching out. Yes. And uh, would it change, have changed my mind? Probably not. But it's good to know the background. Yikes. So we can't wait to visit uh, the next office. Yeah, invite us. Uh, office invite and, me. I have no... And give I that have, a poor score. I have no um, ill feelings towards you. Speaking Sega. of Sega, this is where we need to give the plug. Help us get to 50,000 subscribers oh, on true. YouTube. We're getting pretty close. We're gonna be, it's going to be Sonic Week. Mm -hmm. and gonna, I have made several images 
where Kit's head is on we've Sonic's got, body. We've got a lot planned. It looks extremely creepy and awesome. But it will so, not happen until we get to that point. Yeah, 50K and we'll yes. do Sonic Week and maybe, yeah, our minds will be changed. So as Who they knows? say, thanks in advance. I always hate it when people say that. Don't oh, say that. I hate that. Thanks in advance. It's like, now, I'm gonna, not, now I'm not going to do what you want to do. You're going to do something to it. Yeah. You want me to do something for <laughs> you and I'm, I'm not, not going to do yeah. it. Um, we are, as we said, back from vacation. Mm-hmm. You were... You were gone for a solid, solidly two weeks. No. Did you have a great time? I did. Good. Yes. Did you, play, you played lots of games on your Switch while you were gone. I did. I brought my Switch. You were, yeah. Where were you? You were in wine country. You I was at, in wine country. I was at the beach for a little while. I was nice. all over the place. It's a wonderful time. Yes. It was like right around the 4th of July yeah, time. Yeah. Weather's so, great. Yeah. We all took uh, a little time off. And mm-hmm. we hope that you guys were able to take yeah. a little summer break as well. Of course. It was really nice. I was on a boat for several days yeah. and it was fantastic. I have started to see uh, the first... Back to school signs. I have too. Which is always that was always. What is it? July. We just got into July or something. July eleventh. That was this possible? Always a downer when I was in school. Like, do we need this right now? Do we? Are we doing this earlier and earlier? Oh my god, we are right because I remember when I was when I was in school back in my day. Oh boy. Um, this is like a senior. Fifteen miles through the snow. Let me tell you, barefoot, carrying my little lunch pail. No, um, I feel like we started school like later. This was like end of August. Yeah, so we wouldn't start to like get ready for school until like mi- like early middle August yeah. when you would get your you know supplies and stuff. Why is it happening? It's never now? too soon to sell somebody something. Oh you my see. god, these poor that's children. The, that's they the need rule. To take a break. The, the children. Think of the children, people. So you have our condolences if you're in that boat. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. yeah hopefully you're you're still enjoying. Or you could be like an adult and just perpetually work. <laughs> that's the alternative. Well, you can take vacation. <laughs> okay. It's not that bad. Okay. And you have a lot of money, so that's good too. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and you don't have to go to bed at a certain time, which is always good. <laughs> well, you might. <laughs> well, you don't. As an oh. adult, you have your, your you can you can eat whatever you want. Uh, this a is a lot of benefits. This is a tangent. The the benefits of being an adult. <laughs> Next week. Um, this week we're we're also excited to uh, release a new Kit and Krista show. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. I'm so really we, excited about so this. So let me set the stage. We did um, top ten. Now remember, top ten does not mean best top ten. Right. It's a mix of top ten bad and top ten great moments from Nintendo Directs. Right. And that that video is out, and we thought, you know what, we should do one. And a lot of people in the comments are saying you guys should do one for press uh, conferences. Right. So we did top ten Nintendo E3 press conferences. Right. Again, a mix of good and bad. Some of the experiences are quite traumatizing for me. So some feature Ravi drums. Some feature Ravi drums, which I prefer not to think about anymore. <laughs> but I had to for this video. Um, yeah, it, it was really cool to look back at these because you know it's one of those things that. May well, who knows? But E3 coming back, it might might happen again. But it, it's very, you know, kind of rare now. It's like a piece of archived history, and it, it's fun to look back. A lot of the the ones we worked on. Um, so we have some some special memories attached. To this them. video is out now as well. Yes, I think you have the vacation brain. No, I don't. I said this week we're releasing the show. It's out. <laughs> It has been released. But let's talk about the next one because I'm even more excited about that. Oh, the next yes. one. We're going to start a new career path. I'm ready. Yeah. We're going to become Xenoblade. Just Xenoblade. Not, nothing else. Only Xenoblade right. voice actors. I have the specific skill set of terrible British accents. The full, <laughs> the full array. 
Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be in my bag, you see. <laughs> no, we're doing a video where we audition to yes. become Xenoblade voice I think actors. We have both have a great shot at this, right. honestly. The origin of this is we years ago appeared on a live stream with Gerard the Completionist, mm -hmm. where he was a wonderful person. He was playing Xenoblade on new Nintendo 3DS. 3DS yeah. And we just happened to ad lib some voices, some Xenoblade voices. It's it, actually just you and him. I was just a bystander. Oh, and it was a great time. And I thought, you know, this could be my new life. It, it was like a moment where it's like, oh, you really do have this talent like for I said, bad British accents. I'm going to be in my bag. Sorry to people in the UK. <laughs> I apologize. I, oh, no. Not only do I thank you in advance, but I'm going to apologize in advance. We're going to be banned from the UK. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be bad. <laughs> Um, you know what? I don't know. Maybe you have not even heard my British accent, so maybe I, I'm going to surprise you. I don't think I have. I, I have no doubts. But, yeah, but we have selected fun. four scenes from, yeah. from Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2, mm -hmm. a range of characters, yes. which we will be doing the voices, we will be replacing the voices. Yeah. So please replacing look forward to that. Replacing them for the better, honestly. Yes. Please look forward to that. Yeah. Oh, that's my gonna goodness. That's going to be wonderful. That, that's going to be on the Kit and Krista show. I was transcribing scripts. You were. This I was weekend. like, you want me to help you? And you're I was like, no, toiling away on pages. Pages? Pages, my pages. You gotta my get beautiful your, masterpiece your, pages. You're in the woods that in I did, some cabin doing pages. That I did not write. But <laughs> some other person wrote. You put it put it through the Hollywood. And just rehearsing. To you gotta, tirelessly. You gotta run your lines. I need to know. Run yes. running lines. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, good. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> um, all right. Shall we move on to our story time topic today? Let's. Let's. Okay. <clears throat> so, like we mentioned in the top of the show... Um, this week's story time was a moment that, that shocked you, shocked me, wow. shock value, because it's very unlike Kit, professional Kit, mm. who is very like buttoned up at work, very, you know, respected. And you were also, I believe a, what were you a manager at that time? Yeah. So you were like, you know, kind of in the, in, almost in the leadership part of the company. Okay. So you set some interesting examples with what happened. You know happened. me. I would just go to a meeting and pound the table and shout, respect me! <laughs> That's how it works, right? Exactly. You just exactly. scream at just somebody. scream in Reggie's face. I demand respect right now. <laughs> <laughs> say he, it. And then he slaps you right upside your head. <laughs> I need you to say it. <laughs> um, okay, so here is actually what happened. So at Nintendo, this was supposed to be like a fun event. but When did this begin? This began when we opened the three this was, satellite right. offices. That's what I thought as well, it but was, I wasn't okay. certain. So yeah, so we opened the the office in Redwood City, which is the office office where you and I worked, right. a, along with the rest of the sales and marketing team. And then at that time, we also had the office in New York City. Which was opened around the same time the, as Redwood both City. Both of these satellite offices opened around the same yeah. time. And the New York City office had sort of the online team. Website, so, website stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there was, you know, there was a fair amount of people in each of these three locations. Right. Obviously, the, the third location being the one, the headquarters in, in uh, Redmond, right. Washington. So the um, internal communications team, which is actually part of our team. Right. They were like a pillar under the, the overall comms team that you and I were on. They, they had devised, they had good intentions, I will say. They were like, you know, we need something to sort of bring the offices together. Unity. Yeah, unity. Right. And we need to feel like we're all, you know, still 
doing something fun together, even though we don't see each other. We're always, you know, sort of on video conference. There was a lot of complaints also, I think, from the satellite offices. Like, oh, we feel left out. Mm. Like, you guys are doing these great events in Redmond and we never get to do, be a part of them because yeah. we're not there. So out of the kind intentions that they had, they devised this thing called the inner office. The, tur- the, national, the national crown. crown. Is what it was called. Yeah, which was a inner office game tournament. Right. And basically, it was sort of throughout the year. Um, It would be, uh, it was like, you would, uh, every couple months, we would do like a selection of games. There was also like some trivia that was always involved. And the games would range like from games like Mario Kart to games like Just Dance. So like everyone at every skill level could be involved and have a chance to win. Right, But here was the rub though. Our offices were significantly smaller. Well, we we became the punching bag of the National <laughs> Crown. The Redwood. Si- I don't think it had anything to do with the size because I remember when I joined, the New York office was very competitive, and we. But should- no. Oh, what? The reason why the New York there was a lot of unfair advantages going into this that no one thought about. The New York office was larger and had more. It was not larger than us. They we, they had the staff from the New York store. Oh, okay. So that that's how they why. that's how they cheated. Exactly. Okay. We there were we the go. only office that was at, the, at a disadvantage from our size and from the people that were in our office because the New York <laughs> store had like these amazing gamers right, that right. were like killing it at Smash and Mario Kart. And we had like some guy from like sales that could barely like hold the controller. Right. You know? We should say there was also a fourth office involved, which was North Bend. That's right. Which is kind of our warehouse right. where they're like packaging right. games or hardware. Yeah. They were very good as they well. They were good. And yeah. they, they also had a large staff. They did have a lot of people. Um, so yeah, we, we very quickly were the punching bag and the laughing stock of yeah. the National Crown. We tried so hard, but there was only about, I think, five or six of us that were actually, like, had the ability to, to truly compete. And, and at that point, who played a lot of games. Yeah. The, over over yeah. time, the, the kind of gameplay factor in that office, like, really improved. But at that right. point, when that, I joined, it, it was... It was, like, early days. It was weak. It was very weak. There were literally only, like, five people right. that, could, that could, like, hang. Right. You know? And I was recruited hard to do this. Yeah. And But people made... People should not make this mistake of of assuming that because somebody plays a lot of games that, they're that they are good at, good at games. Yeah. Even you make this mistake with me. I don't. I know that you're good at certain games, but you're not good at other games. Anyways. No. But um but because there was like nobody there, it was like we needed every person that yeah. at least knew something about games that we could get. And there was that trivia portion, so it's like as if you have a history right. At least with Nintendo games, you could like answer some trivia questions yeah. in the in that round. So I had done it begrudgingly a couple times. I honestly would have preferred not to. Yeah, you didn't um, really like being in the center of attention. And we got so. you know we got smacked around pretty bad. I remember yeah. I did once. Sometimes like the game was only revealed at that moment. Yeah, like, they were like it was like surprise. I remember I did I did something with Sin and Punishment Two where it was like play this just like out of the blue. Yeah, like, well, what? Huh? Crazy like on Rails game. Yeah, I was like I was, don't know. But then yeah. there there were other ones where it was clear like people had spent like weeks practicing for mm-hmm. this. And it's like, yeah. I'm not going to practice for weeks for this silly tournament. But you didn't have time either. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Um, the other thing that was like really, really unfair was that like the Redmond office who were running the tournament, they say fairly, but would win every year anyways. Right. 
um, they had like all of the product testers and all of the treehouse tree experts that basically spent every, all right. day playing games while we're like spending all day writing emails. Well, I like, think that later became a rule that they could they not could, participate. But that was not for the first couple years. Right, right. That was not during the walkout. Right. That. So, so yeah. we were we were a laughing stock. Yeah, it was getting pretty. We never came close. They actually had like a massive trophy for this thing mm -hmm. that would be like engraved and like shipped around yeah. from office to office. I would go to the New York office and they would have that right in the lobby, this giant trophy of like, wow, they're really rubbing it in. They really did. Yeah. They, and it was like, there was just so many unfair things that sort of stacked up <laughs> against the Redwood City office that it became like really frustrating. Right. And they would do crazy stuff too. Like during, during, and we'd all do it like via video conference. Yeah. And sometimes the conference would like lag or something. Yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, oh, your scores don't count. Yeah. And they're like very dismissive we, towards us. We solved the problem of being on too many video conferences by having another video conference. Exactly. <laughs> that was the only way though, right? It was like literally the only way. I guess. Way. I don't know. I mean, we could have just not done it. We could have not I mean, done that it. would have been another option, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, good intentions, but like really bad in execution yeah. and just like, just super unfair. Right. So yeah, it was becoming like, we were all like, you know, in the Redwood City office, we're being like very like irked by all of this. Yeah. Like all of us felt that there was so many unfair advantages like stacked up against us. There were like so many things that we told them to change. They never listened to us. And then we just kept like getting laughed at and we kept losing. Yeah. And everyone kept getting like more and more like frustrated. Um, and then they all came to a head. There Somehow a around me. So I was doing a trivia thing. I remember is what it was. <laughs> And I was like, you know, I'm pretty confident with Nintendo trivia that I can do okay. Right. Um, and I was doing fine. I was doing good. Um, but then we got to a question where the question that I, or the, the response that I gave was not the one response that they had written down as the answer. But, but it was the, still correct. But there would have been, it, yes, it was still correct. It was like Jeopardy. And they, that's a hard thing about when you're making a contest is like, is there any way this could be misinterpreted or there are other things that could be that's right? That's right. You should award that person right. the point. So I had given correct. another answer that was also right, but was not the one answer that they had written you're down. You're still so mad. As the response. <laughs> And they kind of like, was like, oh, uh, uh, we need to check on this. Because I was like, oh, no, I'm pretty sure that's right. Pretty sure that's right. You need to double check that. So they went over and like huddled. And I think they were flustered. Like in the moment, like they didn't have the time to verify it or whatever. And they're like, uh, well, that's not the official response. So we're going to say that it's a, it's a miss. Oh. And I was just like, what are, what are we doing here? This is ridiculous. Like these people... Like this isn't even a fair contest. Yeah, fair, yeah. So I just I just stood up and I announced to the group in this big conference room. I was like, you know what, we're it done. Was filled with people. We're done. Yeah. Let's leave. We're just leaving. We had a walkout. And people were just like, we just clicked the hang up. Yeah. We like hung up. On Everybody them. just snapped in yeah, that collective moment. Yeah, it was literally the, the straw that broke the camel's right. back. Right. So we we basically did like a protest Gandhi level <laughs> silence. I don't know about that. Very peaceful. Wow. We peacefully walked out and we hung up on You them. said that, not me. It was what it was. It was literally like a protest. We should have just done a sit-in next time in the conference with like a no, sign. No, I really did want to leave. But. <laughs> so we walk out. And we hang up on them, and yeah. we were like, we're done. Like, this is not fair, yeah. and you guys won't listen to us. And, like, it's, like, why do we? Why would we keep losing at an unfair game to us? Like, that's right. dumb, you know? Yeah. But then. So the rest of that day went fine. I didn't think anything of it. The next day, I get called into my boss's office. It was, yeah. And he says, uh, please, please sit down. Okay, sure. Uh, I'd like to speak to you about what happened 
at the National Crown yesterday. <laughs> like, oh, you've recommended. Do tell. He's like, I, I don't think I don't think my boss was there, but I think he heard about it. It definitely started to word spread. Word spread very through quickly. the org. Oh no, he said uh, I heard about what happened, and I'm a little concerned for you as a rising leader in the company. Oh no, because I don't I don't think that was a very good look. Uh, are a very, you know, team forward yeah. thing for you to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, normally I'm I'm very open to that kind of feedback. Right. In this case, I was like, no, I think I was pretty in the right in this case. <laughs> I was still like, pretty annoyed at this. You were like digging in on this. And I was like, you know, this is a dumb thing that we do that I didn't even want to do in the first place. I got my arm twisted to do it. And then I was told that I screwed up when I did it right. So I was like, you know what? I don't need to do this. So, so I'm just kind of like, okay, okay, sure. Like, I really think you need to reach out to so and so. You gotta apologize who's to the person the that organized this. Which is yeah. a fair point. I mean, that person was on our team. You know, I don't want there to be any like bad blood between yeah. them. Yeah. I, I hadn't spoken to him. I don't know if there was. It was only a day later. Yeah. So I did, and he was like, "Oh yeah, it's fine." Like he didn't seem too bent out of shape. I over think it. he was fine. <clears throat> yeah. But I got a serious talking to. You were. It was gonna from be my a, boss. It was a, on my it permanent was, record. Maybe I was gonna say it was gonna be on your. They're gonna put you on it. Plan. Oh my gosh, no. For your 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 non-team oriented behavior. I think it's very team oriented. For the team in that Redwood City office who I worked with every day. That's true. Galvanized. And then from then on, a crazy thing happened. After that, the, at the National Crown continued, we started winning. We did win. Yes. Because they fixed the issue that it was because of me. <laughs> It was because of me. They should. We did win. Yes. I will say that me and the dance crew for Just Dance, we took the victory <laughs> home many times. They should times. rename that trophy after me. In football, they've got the Vince Lombardi trophy called the, the <laughs> Kit Ellis National Crown Trophy. Call it that. Well, and put it, make what? a statue of me. All those offices are closed now, so they can just win on the, on, in the Redmond office, and then that's, the, that's what they, they wanted with, anyway. They can play with themselves, yeah. They can play. Ew. <laughs> they, um, they stopped doing the National Crown before they closed the office, they did. I think they thought better of it. They like, thought better oh, of it. Then, then we did our own, like, our own, in just the Redwood City office, we did our own stuff. And it was way yeah. more fun because yeah, right. we were, like, we just played with people in the office and it was, like, more fair and, like, yeah. we were able to control that more. Right, so. right, right, right. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a moment that I don't think I <laughs> What was your reaction to this? I walked out with you. No, but, but what was your oh. reaction? Tell me. I was really surprised that you got a talking to from your boss. Oh. Who was also my boss at the time? <laughs> um, because I was like, I, I didn't realize it was such a big deal. Mm. Like it kind of felt a little jokey to me. The whole thing felt like a joke because it was like this is a dumb like. Right. It's not like part of your work. Right. It's like an extracurricular dumb thing right. that we were like kind of like we needed people to represent the Redwood City office. There's only so many people there that could do it, and I was just there to to do that. Mm-hmm. So it never felt like very serious to me. So I just was surpri- surprised that mm. it was you were like you got had gotten in trouble in such a like serious way, like as if you had done something bad in your actual job. Right, right. So that part was surprising to me. If I'd gotten in trouble that way, I would have been mortified. In this case, I just brush it off. I was like, whatever. You've never gotten in trouble. This is that dumb. Way. I have. If we're gonna tell that story one day. Oh, I definitely. Have. I got in deep, deep trouble once. You did. Pretty much only once though. Did I get in trouble? You probably got in no, trouble I many times. No, I think I got in trouble a couple of times. Well, you yeah. should know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying it's many more times than Oh. <laughs> no, no. Um, anyways, but yeah, that was, that was something. That's a story. 
That's a story. Yeah, your protest. Nobody ever messed with me after that. Dangerous, he said. Dangerous. They just didn't want to talk to you after that. They were like, <laughs> well, guess oh, what? The feeling's mutual. Like, <laughs> leave me alone, please. Thank you. He's going to be like, <laughs> like weird and like <laughs> do a sit-in. <laughs> you can do like a hunger strike next time. No, you can. No, I don't want to do this. I just want to leave. You want me to do these crazy things. I just want to leave. Hunger strike. All right. But that is that. Is that. Yes. Um, should we talk about our... Or move on to our Never a Minute segment, which is pretty fun t- today. We should, but we should say we're doing this podcast in a very warm room. It is peak summer right now. We have to turn off the air conditioning. I'm really hot right now. So that you don't, you all don't hear it. Yes. You're starting to sweat, I can tell. I'm starting to sweat, so please don't mind <laughs> And the thing, the thing that I've learned about you is when you start to sweat, you sweat out of your nose. <laughs> don't, look at me. don't make me laugh. It's embarrassing. I'm feeling okay, actually, somehow. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna go. I'm the one who should I'm be sweating. I'm going to stay away from you. All right, fine. This is gross. So, I'm going to go behind you see, if you see us getting a little dewy, this is why. <laughs> it's, a, it's a glow. Right. It's like a goddess it glow. So we call sweat. Uh-huh. But anyways. Now, this was your idea. Please explain it. Yes. This is a fun um, idea that I had about like lo- iconic locations in video games. Mm. And we each have picked a couple of different locations. And we're going to discuss if we would live there. Yes. We would, Or we would like to live there if we would like to visit it. Or if we just want to avoid it altogether, never go. It seems right. awful. Right. Okay. Um, do you want to start? I, so know. we each have four of these. Yes, I have four. Or I've come up with one, two, three, four, five, six. Can never be too prepared with you. Whoa. Okay. Uh, where where will I begin? Um, <clears throat> I will start with a game that you played a lot. I have played zero of mm. uh, World of Warcraft. Oh. Azeroth. Azeroth. Um, it's a pretty big place. So there's parts of Azeroth right. that are are very nice, okay. like the. But what if it was just like spin the wheel or like spin the globe of Azeroth, and it's like, well, that's where I'm going. Could be good, could be bad. Like Iron Forge would be great to visit, or like the Elf. It's a know, yes or no moon, question. Moon, moonfall, Moonvale. I would say I would like to visit, but not live there. Okay. Because there might be, you might be stuck in the bad places. Okay. And that would be not great. Fine. Yeah. Visit, but not, Great. Not, not live. But I wouldn't avoid it, because it right. would be nice to visit there. All right. Okay. My first one is the Last Resort Hotel from Luigi's Mansion 3. Because mm. it's, like, jokey, so it's not actually scary, but it's, like... I think it would be pretty scary if, oh, you'd be if scared? you were actually there and that was happening to you. But what if you knew it was, like, kind of jokey? Well, what if was... you didn't? Okay. So you If want... I was going there? Yeah. Would I know it's jokey? You have a polter pup. I don't think I want a polter pup. Why? That's scary too when you think about no, it. No, it's not. No, this is an avoid for me. It's cute. It's a major red flag. Stay away. The whole thing. I wouldn't go. Really? You could be a real tough guy when you're playing this game on a TV, but you're going there to this haunted main. I'd be like Luigi. So forget this. Aww. That's a no. I think it, the ghosts are like pretty like. It's like visiting the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. The ghosts are, like, kind of funny. It's a no. But there's just, like, the suits of armor, like, dropping swords on you. Like, you almost got crushed in a in a cage once when we played. That's a no. Okay. A all one. right, all right. I was meet, surprised meet, by that. You could meet Gookit, though. Gooigi? Gooikit. <laughs> oh, if it's, it's not Luigi, it's going to be goo, Gooey Me. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I don't want that. It's yucky. Um, okay. You're next. Oh, yes. Um, hmm. So many choices here. Uh, all right. 
This is this is an interesting one. Mm -hmm. The Pokemon region of your choice. Oh yes, I would live. I think but I you would... can choose one. Oh. I mean, they're they're not Kanto? all. Oh, a lowland region. I'd live there. Oh, that's I want to live one. there. <clears throat> that's a great one. I would love to live okay. in the lowland region. That now, would be so nice. Is there one that you would just avoid? Mm. I can't say there's one that's not really terrible. Or they're anything. not terrible. Yeah. Sinnoh is nice, Kanto is nice. What else is there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I would- Unova? Unova? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I think they were, they're all really they're nice. They're all pretty good. I would definitely live specifically in the Alolan region. Galar? Galar. Would you do that? Yeah. Galar? I would do Galar. Great. You could camp and make curry. Perfect. Not too shabby Delightful. there. Delightful. Oh, that's a good one, okay. Uh, the lands between in Elden Ring. <laughs> That's a no. Really? <laughs> That's a no. Are you joking? Why? Well, now I'm not. Well, now are nice. stop. I'm re I'm rethinking this. I think that's a visit, actually, because I could go on my horse. Yeah, you can go on torrent. <clears throat> and feel pretty safe if I yeah. stayed on the horse and just run around. And it'd be beautiful to look at. There's yeah. some really scenic yeah, yeah, yeah. parts. Okay, I'm I'm re I'm revising my answer to visit. See, I think I wouldn't mind living there. Living there. Yeah. Did you see a lot of people living there happily? No. I'll just, um, I'll be in the queen's oh, no. bedchamber. Just be a pile of bones in some corner. <laughs> some of those areas are pretty nice. Like some of the views that you have there yeah. are pretty, it's pretty sweet. Right, right. That's, a, that's like in the real estate. It's like, oh, that, those are views. You pay millions of dollars for those views. Um, okay. Oh, you're next. All right. Um, so I've been playing this game. Uh, the World of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh. Fodlin. Fodlin, Fodlin? Which one is it? It's one of it's those. Fodlin. It's got the two dots over the R. I don't know how you say that. Well, you should Fodlin? Know, you're, you're well, that's what it is. Is that what it is? Okay, then great. Um, specifically in the monastery or Again, all around? You can pick where you're going. Um, I wouldn't avoid it. I'd definitely visit. Okay. It seems nice. Conflict ridden? In the monastery. Just go there. It's not bad. Mm. Can hang well, out. I don't want to give you any spoilers about this new game, but oh, no. might be going down in the monastery. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Monastery gets destroyed? Uh, just, just putting that out there. Oh. Now, what's your answer, though? I said visit. Visit. I said visit. Okay. That'd be nice. How okay. long do I have to say? Two weeks? Sure. Sure. I can be a visiting prof. All right. Do a little Great. a little field research. Yeah. It's not bad. Maybe have a nice little yeah. two-week romance. Burn through some... some of these students and then hit the road. Great. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. just be that, that rambling professor yeah. in a weird van or something. <laughs> no, I'd be like I would be like courted by the students. Because right. that'd be such a such a delight. This is getting Lurid. Such a delight. Oh my goodness. Okay, Ezio's Firenze. Oh, I knew it. That's what I'd written down. This is why I need multiple choices. Aha! Uh -huh. Well. Oh, see, I wrote down Ezio era Italy, the whole thing. Oh. Ezio Florence. Florence. Okay. Um, Remember when I didn't know Firenze meant Florence and you, you had to tell me? Oh, dear. That was pretty embarrassing, huh? That's a tough one. I did not know that. Yeah. For like but you had time. been to Florence. I had been to Florence. And did, did nothing seem... No, 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 no. I, I, it was right before I went to Florence. I see. Okay. And you were like, Firenze and Florence are the same yeah. thing. I was like... <gasps> it is confusing oh. that they can't just stick with one name. Because Milano... It's close. It's close to Milan. Right. Or like Venice... What's uh, Venice? Venezia. Venezia yeah. is a little closer to Venice. 
But forensic, I was like really confused. The world can handle forensic. Let's just call it that. Yeah. Well, why don't yeah. we just call it that? Um, Anyways, I know answer, what it is My now. answer, though. It's a little conflict-ridden. It's a little dangerous. It's a little street uh, it's a, pickpocket. It's a visit. And my reason is the uh, hygiene issues of oh. the time. <laughs> yeah, you'd be stinky. A little, little gross, a little dirty. Might have some sort of disease. Like you might get a plague or two. Or some sort some, of boil. Some sort of a rat. And or some, like, some doctor with a mask full may, of stuff. I may like step on some poo-poo in the street. Some you know? horse poo-poo. I, I'd be lucky if it was horse poo-poo, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be a visit for me. That might be like a, a nice 72 hours and then in and out, kind of like Vegas. It's like, I don't want to overstay my welcome here. Yeah, you could just see the nice part. Right. Maybe stay in a nice villa. Yeah. Have yeah. some wine. Eat exactly. Some, eat some good food. Right. You know, and then be on your way. Exactly. And you can, it's a very easy ride in, ride out kind of place. Sure. In my time machine. Yes. Yes. That, that, okay. That's my answer. All right, all right, all right, all right. Can I pack a shower? No. You can pack some wet wipes. <laughs> Dude wipes. Dude wipes. <laughs> there you go. Mop off that nose sweat. I, that's what I need right now, honestly. It's not attractive. Next, please. You're next. Oh, that's right. I thought that was mine. Excuse uh, me. All right, my last one. This is my last one, right? One, two, three, four, yes. Yeah. Ooh, which one do I go with? Ooh. I've got two left. Ooh. Uh, oh. I will say Splatoon Inkling Plaza. Oh! Oh, I do love the big city. Yeah. I would live there. It's very cosmopolitan. It would it'd be fun. Right. Lots of good shopping. Right. There's lots of good street food. You, I probably live in one of those high rises yeah. there, which very, is kind of similar uh, to my life now. Artistic. Yeah. Right? Art forward. Yes. Fashionable. Yes. Fun. I would. There's probably like DJs. Yeah. There's, place, there's parties. Right. Right. Yes, I would. So that's a live. I would live there. I, sure. I agree. That would be really that's an fun. Easy live. Yeah. I would love to live in a place like that. Okay, my last one. Yes. The Comet Observatory in Super Mario Galaxy. Um, it's very peaceful. Get a little lonely. The Lumas will keep you company. Forever? Why not? <laughs> it's a long time. They're really cute. It's a visit. They probably don't. Yeah. Not good with conversation. No. Because they're Lumas. It's Just like make a, a little beep beep noise. It's like a 24 hour. Like take some photos. Oh, really? Only sit, 24 hours? Sit on a moon rock for a couple of Rosalina's there. Yeah. She's really fun. Nice and pretty. 24 hours and I'm out. There's toads too. Yeah, again, 24 hours and I'm out. Hi. Get screamed at for. <laughs> they just creep up on you. Hey! Whoa. Oh, 24 hours is really short. I think yeah. I'd stay there longer than that. No. I'd do like a month there. I'd do like an extended wow. visit. You're always complaining about being bored, and you don't live a boring life at all. Now you're out on this moon rock? Are you joking space me? Space is very exciting. <laughs> it's what you think until you get there. Take it from me. You haven't been to space. Take it from me. I feel like it could be fun. All right. All right. Anyways, these are our locations. Let us know what you think. If you would visit, live, or just avoid it. I don't know. I would not avoid the Last Resort Hotel, but whatever. All right. Each his own. Different strokes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we'll put the locations in the description box, and you guys tell us in the comments if you have other locations that you would think about this with. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, moving on. On to what we've been playing. To games we are playing. Yes. Some some interesting stuff in here. Some new stuff, some yes. Some new stuff. Um, let's start with Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series. Yes. Which we got a code from 
our good friends at Namco. Yes, good to know that even Thank though you. we got security at their headquarters, we can still get codes. Thank Whew. you. <laughs> Close call. Close call. Um, so we both started playing this. Now, this is a game that you had worked on. Did you play... Klonoa, you've never played Klonoa no, I've never before. never ever played Klonoa before, ever. I didn't play the original Klonoa, but I did play the Wii version that I worked on. Oh, uh, the Wii at version. At Namco. So th- okay. that's, that's kind of where I landed on this after I played it for a little bit, is like, I think your nostalgia for this game kind of makes or breaks it. I see. How do you feel? Well, I since I have no relationship or nostalgia for this game, I was not sucked into it as I, yeah. th- you know, I, I really, like, I didn't really have a lot of, you know memories with the characters i thought the gameplay was pretty interesting like i i did try it out at summer game fest as well so yeah. it's kind of fun to just get into that a bit more and like like figure out you know how the mechanics work i thought it was pretty interesting for like um this type of game to to do that so i like that part about it um but a lot of people you know i think yeah they have a lot of nostalgia for yeah. it and I, I did go back and watch this so-called sad love or uh, ending scene it's so called it wasn't really that sad for me. So. Well, you didn't. You didn't earn the. You didn't get through that whole game. That's what I'm saying. To get the payoff, right? But it was how like, dare you judge this ending? But then it's like it's kind of generic, though. Oh my gosh! I wasn't. I wasn't sad. I'm just gonna say that I wasn't really moved. Beat the game and then tell me again how you feel. Yeah. Play through it. Yeah, yeah I, I I felt like these games were feeling a little bit dated to me. Mm, okay. Um, but I still think it's a cool character, and yeah. some of the gameplay is good. Like, I would, is good. if they were to do like a modern reboot of Klonoa, I would be pretty into it, that. Interested, yeah. Um, but kind of on their own, it's like, yeah, I bet these games were pretty, pretty cool back in the back day. in their day. Yeah. But now, and there's so many you know options and so many other things to play. It's like maybe it doesn't hold up I, as well. It, it didn't hold my attention for a super long time. Yeah, yeah. And I, without the sort of the nostalgia factor to keep me going, <clears throat> yeah, I'm yeah. not sure I would like just on a whim just play this right. old game. Right, you know, right, right. Even if it's been remastered or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But um but it's still I mean it's still it's still cute and, and fun and you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh I have also I'm deep 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 Are now. you close to beating this? I think so. I made it. What? To San Francisco. Uh-huh. It's not a spoiler because it's on the cover, guys. So don't come at me. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else about San Francisco, but I made it. It was like, that felt like the a, the start of like, this is the ending area because you kind of go through this whole thing. and then Is it? Are you sure? I don't know. I mean, there could be like a whole other part of the map that's It could be. Up. I don't you know. You just keep going west. I just keep going west. There's Hawaii? no west-west. Hawaii. Hawaii. Alolan. <laughs> yeah. Alolan region. Um, Alolan Aloy. Alolan Aloy. Oh, she'd be so cute as Alolan yeah. Aloy. Um, yeah, there's like this cutscene where you sort of, you know, it, it kind of sets you up to go there. Like it's a big deal that you're going there. And, and she, you know, she's like, I, I got to go to San Francisco to get this thing. And it just feels very like final a little bit, so I feel like I'm getting okay. close. Um, the story continues to be very good, hmm. and it you know I talked a lot about how I was really sucked into the story for Zero Dawn, and there was a lot of like these sort of like shock moments. Yeah, and I was wondering how they were going to do that because you know we kind of know what's going on now with the world and why the world is the way it is, but. They still, I think the game really still delivers those like shock narrative moments because mm. there was a lot of times when I was like, I would just like gasp because I was like, wow, like I didn't 
expect that or like oh hey like what what's going on like why is this person you know like here or whatever so um so they still do a really good job like paying off the story and the other thing that's really cool as you get like sort of I guess towards the end is you just feel so powerful Mm. like Aloy just becomes like so awesome and you get you know you've at this point you've collected like all sorts of different kinds of bows that do all these different kinds of things like I collected this like new kind of like a, a spear that's really cool and you're just like taking down these like apex giant apex monsters and it just feels really good like it's like kind of like monster hunter it's like very satisfying um so i did a couple of those sort of big apex monster um boss fights recently and it just like it's like very satisfying so yeah i'm so glad i went back though yeah i'm glad for you it's very it was very easy for it to for me to remember like oh "Oh, yeah i like i knew where i i I remember where i left off i I know what i'm supposed to do right right right. okay yeah i understand i I get it so yeah, I feel like it was very seamless. Is there any um, Sony headquarters like in the rubble? Like you know how in like Pokemon you can go to Game Freak, like they'll yeah. have off because it's like they're kind of close to San Francisco. That'd be a cool there, little Easter um, egg. There is a lot of San Francisco landmarks, I will say. Yeah, and I like that. That's it was very neat. Very cool. Yesterday, I was like, "Is that my house?" Because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of in my neighborhood yeah. where some of this takes place. Um, and then there's also there's a lot of you know there's a lot of San Francisco landmarks that are very famous. Obviously, the Golden Gate Bridge is on the front cover of the game, yeah. but there's other landmarks. Um, I may or may not be in a San Francisco landmark right now, and it was very cool. Hmm. Like the way that they describe it now, I was like, "That does make sense," because it's like you know, it's destroyed. It's like it's underwater, right? Yeah. So you can only see like parts of the buildings, and like they're like, "Oh, we have to go here," but they call it something. You're like, "Oh, that they call it that because they can only see like one part of it." So that makes sense. About how many hours into this are you now? Um, maybe like 30 Oh, wow. It's a, yeah. lot, of, it's a lot of game. 20, maybe 25, 30 Okay. I would say. Yeah. Hmm. I still have a little ways to go. There yeah. seems to be, there's something unraveling right now that's like, oh, what's going on? Mm. Like we're exploring this area and there's a lot of sort of like cutscenes and stuff like nice. that. Nice. So, yeah. It's good. It's very good. I really like it. I'm glad Great. I went back. I'm happy for you. Me too. Good. I'm also happy good. for you. Um, but anyways, you've been playing a lot of Switch games. Yes, I've been on the road. Um, I touched on this last time. I finished the Live Alive demo, <clears throat> which I had a great time with. Nice. Um, I, won't, I won't talk too much about it because I already mentioned it, but there's sort of three different storylines and your progress does carry over. This is a great trend in demos, the progress carrying over gives you a lot of incentive. To- I love that for these kinds of bigger games. Right. Because before it's yeah. like I don't want to get too far into this because I'm gonna have to do it again. Yeah, that's so annoying. But now it's like I'm, I'll gladly play through all of this if it's a game yeah. that I've, I'm confident that I'm gonna. And get. it's free, so yeah. you can like take your time to like see if you really want to buy it. Right, right. If it transfers over. Yeah. So I, I did. That. I did all three. Um, I did, the order I did them in was Japan, China, and then there's this can one. You pick the order. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I don't know. Somebody asked me that online, and I was like, I don't. This is the order, but does it make a difference? I still don't know if, if playing it in certain orders makes oh, any difference. Oh, like how they connected the end. But it seems like you can also jump around. Like you can just say, like, well, I'm putting a bookmark in this one, and now I'm going to go do a little bit of another story, oh. which is neat if you feel like you just like yeah. get a little tired of one. I do um, wonder if it will all culminate into like one thing. I think it will. It's Are the characters different? Completely different. Oh. Yeah. Like okay. in, you know, in Japan, you're playing this kind of ninja guy, and then in the future, you're playing this cute little robot. You're in like a spaceship. Yeah, it looks very like 
mechanical right, in, the, right. in those cutscenes. Um, the future one was interesting because it had that segment had no combat at all. It was all just kind of storytelling and exploration of the ship. Huh. So what all, is the combat? So you're on kind of a grid and you move around freely and it's still turn-based. Okay, so it so has kind of like Fire Emblem? It has, but it's but it's very much just like this is one, you know, RPG encounter but you're able to move around and be a little bit strategic about that instead of just like, oh, I'm just attacking and I don't need to worry about where I am or anything like that. Oh, so it's like fire and light. Yeah, and after every encounter, you get all your life and your kind of skill points back, so. No, you didn't, like, I, it's I, not I, like a, yeah, like it's a low risk. It's like, oh, I'm so worried that yeah. I'm like out of, out of life points or something. Okay. Um, but they stop all of the three stories on these cliffhangers, so I didn't finish them, but I can pick them up when I get the full game. Ooh, that's cool. That's right. like very, uh, very smart. Yeah, that did that. yeah, yeah. So I'm very excited for this game. Nice. Again, I'm worried that it's coming out a week before Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yeah. If I was Square Enix, I would be unhappy that Nintendo moved Xenoblade Chronicles 3 yeah. to be the week after this other big RPG. I know, that's gonna be hard um, for people to choose, because I think tough. a lot of people are gonna play Xenoblade. Yeah. I'm definitely playing Xenoblade. I mean, I'm still getting both. I mean, we'll s I don't think I can beat it in a week. It doesn't sound super long from what I can tell, but... You can um, be like me with Horizon. Beat it in a week. Don't sleep at all. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but the other game that I've been playing, Fire Emblem Warriors uh, Three Fates. This is a huge surprise for me, this game. Oh, boy. When, when this was announced in the Direct, I totally wrote this off. I was like, another, another Warriors game, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... And again, I didn't play the first Fire Emblem Warriors, so I was just like, I just assumed, like, yeah, it's Warriors with these characters, that's cool, but I'm yeah. not really into it. Yeah. But I played the demo, and I was completely wrong about this game. And you have to remember, Koei Tecmo, who make, makes this, they helped out a lot with Three Houses, and you can tell, this feels almost like a proper sequel to Three Houses. Oh, okay. In that, you know, in a typical Warriors game, it's just like battle, 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 and maybe there'd be like a little bit of story in between. Mm -hmm. Well... The Hyrule Warriors one with Breath of the Wild was pretty story-driven. But, but this is like all the stuff that you were doing in between battles in Three Houses, you were doing in this game too. Okay. There's like a hub world. Relationship building. Right. And you can freely walk around and talk to people. You're doing the side conversations. They've got the equivalent to tea time, which is great, where you go out on like a picnic and it's very beautiful oh, and scenic. nice. And you can pitch your woo Ooh. to these boys and girls. You're like um, picnic, picnic. Picnicking with right. Petra. Right, I had a like wonderful every, picnic with Petra. Every chance you get. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> and I just wasn't expecting how much story and how much of a, it was building upon the Three Houses story. Like, honestly, the thing I've probably been doing the least in that game are the battles. Huh. Um, like, you can but go... But you need to do the battles to advance, You do right? still need to oh, do okay, it. Oh, okay, um, but you can go a pretty long stretch between battles. So that fatigue that you can get in a typical Warriors game of like, yeah. oh, this is getting a little and sometimes samey. the battles are like, I don't know, I found, found them, like at least with the Hyrule, last Hyrule Warriors games, some of the battles were kind of hard. Yeah. And then I would be like, oh, start this over again? Like, I don't yeah, that's to. never good. This game does have an easy mode. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing normal, but um, the easy mode is there and I, I'm a big proponent of, of easy mode. Yeah, if you're just gonna wanna advance right, the story, right. that's, a great, that's a great way to do and that. And I have again, Hitched my wagon to Edelgard and her story. You, so you, you choose you again. You choose again. Okay. So I'm sure there's you know three ways the story will play out, um, but the story's doing some interesting things. Like it, you know, there's the time skip that happens pretty early on. Right. So Edelgard's just like full nutso, right. and she's like, "Well, we're going to go a conquering," 
And the places <laughs> she wants to conquer are pretty like surprising. Oh. So, and this is like really early on in the game. I was like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? Um, so you're like very like drawn into the story. Already. Right, right. Okay. And the presentation is exactly the same as Three Houses. So again, it doesn't feel like it's a step down or like a side game or mm -hmm. it, it feels very much like well, that's the next thing. You should play this game. I'm going to now because oh, you're convincing. Oh, wow. I'll at least play the demo because I haven't played that yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great place to start. I haven't played And that's another that, one. That's where... what I, you know, what I like about Fire Emblem games, obviously, is yeah. like the relationship building, the storytelling, right, and right. the characters. Like, I do like the the Fire Emblem, like the uh, strat the, yeah, the strategy, yeah. turn-based strategy battles as well. I, I really like that. But, um, yeah, mostly I'm there for, you know, the other parts yeah. of it. So it's glad to hear that it's there. I do think the battles have a bit more... Detail like uh, a bit more mechanics to them than some of the other Warriors games okay. to, to feel in sync with Fire Emblem. Like there's sort of like the triangle of weapons. Oh, cool. Um, okay. You can kind of, you know, have the relationships with other characters that will make you stronger when you're fighting together. All those kind of hooks in a Fire Emblem battle, they've translated into a Warriors battle. Okay, that's very surprising. Which is very cool. So... I'm, I'm just really surprised with this game. Um, I'm nice. glad. I'm glad. I glad they had a demo first yeah, of all, because so otherwise I've just been like, you whatever. You never would have known. Yeah. So, but I'm glad I gave it a shot too. Cool. All right. Yeah. I'm definitely going to put that on my list of um, Switch games to yeah. play next because yeah. I think I'm. Yeah, I'm kind of like through the, the ones that I kind of backlogged. Um, so yeah. I'm looking yeah. For something new on nice. Switch. So perfect. Anything else? I'm trying to think. I've been playing Super Mario World again. It's so good. No, did, so did you did you finish Super Mario Brothers three? Or did, I did you just you just went okay? So you just kept going. I just kept going. Wow, good for you. I just like it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I did fall asleep though that yesterday playing that game it was really hot oh, yesterday, no. and I was like, I'll just play a little bit on the couch, and I definitely fell. Asleep. Well, don't fall asleep in this podcast. <laughs> in the middle of a sentence, just not off. <laughs> I'm lost in the the forest of illusion right now. Oh no, lost. you don't know what to do. I'm lost. I'm going in a circle. I'm like, wait, oh, this that's is a, the there's worst. a secret here. I know. I, I how did I ever get through that Nintendo Power? That's all I, I think that's how yeah. we got through it. Oh my god, maybe I should borrow your no, Nintendo you can't Power. Have that. Damn, you cannot have that. <laughs> um, okay, news. Uh, kind of have a lot of news today. We. Oh well. I took I took one story out because we had too much news. Oh, you took it yes, out. Yes, I took it out. Uh, but we have another one, a late breaking news that we're going to add on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so what let's, we better get going. News, on news. yes, news, news, news. Uh, well, first and foremost, people. Let people us, lost their minds last week. Let, let us tell you what's happening with this, these Switch Pro things. So again, I was on vacation mm. and um, I was, you know, I, I'm glancing Peru at perusing Twitter. I'm glancing at our Discord. Oh, the Discord, The yeah. Kit and Krista Discord, which is a wonderful place to be. Yes. Um, and so some people mentioning, like, oh, what, what do these rumors mean? I'm like, well, yeah. what are the rumors? Like, oh, Nintendo privated uh, the Switch OLED announcement video. And uh, people think this means the Switch Pro is going to get announced. Right, right. I'm just like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, where are you? Nowhere to be seen. I was around. But you weren't. I was on vacation. I, you know what? The and thing, I'm waiting in. The thing with this is, is that like, we used to see this so much right. when we were inside Nintendo. Like, every little stupid insignificant thing that Nintendo would do, like privating a trailer or filing some, you know, trademark or some whatever that had nothing to do with anything yeah. or settling some case or right, like right. anything that you could like sort of make this like dotted line like this paper thin connection with 
immediately the rumor mill will spin up about these right. Switch Pro things. So right. I, I have a very like high litmus of like ignore because yeah. it's always so, nonsense. So again, I, I had like gotten back from the beach or something. So I was I was like, what's going on? And then I go on Twitter and, and it's, it's just like, like, it's like Switch Pro is trending. Yeah. Everybody's got this stuff. Like, and oh again, my, that would happen all the time. Oh my God, it's happening. Get ready. Are you ready? Are you hyped? And and then somebody yeah. and then I was like, oh, this is not good. And then somebody else in the Discord mentioned something that I had not made the connection of. They said, oh, interesting. This is the one. Tomorrow will be one year from when the Switch, Switch OLED, OLED, was OLED was announced, and that's where it completely flipped it in my clicked. mind. Yeah, because this happened to us all the time. A lot of these videos that we make have mm -hmm. some sort of rights, a rights legal thing. rights associated yeah. with them that typically right. last for one year. It's music usually or actors right. that are in those kinds of commercials. And after a year, you have to either renew it and pay more money mm -hmm. or take it down. Yeah. Um, usually they privated the videos. They wouldn't take it down. And a lot of times these were on... You know things that were not as high profile as like a switch like like a commercial or something. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, but there's a but for lot these of big announced trailers, right? Yeah. And this is something I, I honestly never understood why they did. Why this. not just get it in perpetuity? Just pay the money. Yeah, for your huge trailer that has like seventy five million views, it just yeah. disappears. So and it's I'm really dumb. And I'm not going to say what, but we had these battles many times at the company where it's like our advertising team would be like, "Well, we're going to pull the plug on this tomorrow yeah. because these rights ran out," and, and we're like. No! Oh, no, 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 no. That's going to be a huge problem if you take that down. Right. We would do that. We used to and, have these conversations a lot. And, like, that was some of the, like, the things people were saying to me. I put out this tweet explaining this. It's to be like, well, well, how come these other things get, to get taken down? It's like, well, because I put the kibosh on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's a, um, there was a, yeah, there's several things that we had had these conversations with the advertising. Yeah, and if you're on. really paying attention to the comings and goings of these videos, this happens a fair amount. It does, so yeah. so let's not pretend that this is like oh this is the only this time is like this has ever time. this has yeah. ever happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was immediately clear to us what had happened. Right. They put out this tweet explaining it, and you know, most people understood. I mean, that certainly didn't stop people from from wanting yeah. this to happen. Of course. But um, yeah, people lost their minds, and you know. It was extremely annoying dealing with Switch Pro rumors when we were at Nintendo. That's, that's my Because thing. obviously the Switch Pro didn't exist. It doesn't exist, guys. Um, yeah. And I thought that when... At least I, it didn't exist when we were there. I thought that when I left, I would feel a different way about it and just be like, whatever. But you I got... You clearly were not. I got really agitated you do about it. You got really agitated. Right. I think it's like I a deeply-seated trauma now well, for you. I think it was just because it's like, uh, no... No, I really know what's happening here, and it's not what you think, and yeah. you need to listen to this. Yeah, and it's not to, you know, I think people are excited about new hardware. I'm also excited about new hardware, right. but, like, I think there's a line where you just don't want to spin up so much false hope and yeah. all that stuff. And then also, like, a lot of people are really mad. Right. It's yeah. like, don't be mad. Well, that you was, know? I mean, that's where I would get annoyed when, when we were at Nintendo is because people would end up being mad at us that their little fantasy didn't happen. Yeah, it's like, it's well, like, this doesn't exist. Well, we never promised or said anything about this, right. so why are you mad at us? Because yeah. you, you cooked up something in your mind. Right, right, exactly. Um, and just, just to be very clear, like, we do not know anything. No. And we do not, like, we have no, no information. I think there was a couple couple of comments that were like, "Well, they would say that because they're still in, they're still like tied right. to Nintendo. We are not, right? Let me tell you. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah, please, please do not say that we are insiders or anything like that. But if we come out and say something, we are using our experience. Yes, remember plus twenty five plus <laughs> right. years experience and knowledge. <laughs> yeah, 
to give a very educated guess yes. about what we think is happening. is happening. And the thing with Nintendo is that they are very routine driven. You know, they're 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 a very conservative company. So they have these patterns that they and these the ways that, the way that they sort of handle things is pretty predictable. So the other thing that yeah. I didn't get about it is like how are we equating a video being taken down to new hardware being announced? What is the connection between that? Yeah, I don't get that connection either. My only like guess is something around like you you don't want people to continue to talk about the current well, saw, hardware, but that is that's weird. Well, I saw some people saying like, oh, well, you know, the old OLED version is going to be discontinued, so they're just going to replace mm. that video with this one. But it's like. We know, again, we know right. it takes months, if not years, to clear out inventory on an yeah, old exactly. like, piece of hardware. So they would never do that. It, it doesn't just happen on a dime. It's not like they're going to just throw the OLEDs into the incinerator just because you're right. going to launch a new right. system. They would still... Like, think about the 3DS. Yeah, they would still need to have that be a viable product. Yeah. So... For multiple reasons, especially I was with, perplexed. And especially with all the, su- and vexed. the supply <laughs> and constraints, too. Yes. Like, thinking about the supply constraints right now with everything else. Like, why would they do that? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like, don't don't want something to con- come true so bad that you're going to just make up all of these things yeah. to make it so. I was you know? thinking, how many people at Nintendo want to retweet this tweet of mine right now, but they can't. <laughs> <laughs> just, ah! Hovering yeah. over that Nintendo of America I account. can't do it. I can't do it. No. <laughs> the other thing I want to say is like there seems to be this whole like ecosystem of these like quote insiders who are the yeah. ones who are fueling a lot of this of like mm-hmm. oh well I have a source who told me this or that and it's like mm. if anybody was truly an insider they wouldn't say anything. If they did, they, they would, would be, be dealt fired. they would be dealt with swiftly. No, or if they had a source at Nintendo or they were being fed information, they would be fired. It would all be dealt with swiftly. Yeah. So anybody, anybody who has like an ongoing pattern of making these claims, the reason they're still around is because they're wrong. Right. If Look, they were making true claims, that person would be right. eradicated. The, the the lawyers, aka the ninjas, like they are extremely persistent. Yeah. And again, I won't I will not go into the specifics because they need to work, they need they need their secretive ways. But like I was working with them on some stuff where like you know, it would take them a long time to get to the bottom of something, but they would do it every time. They would get to the and bottom. And I would of think, like, you know, I would. There was some things that I was helping them on, and I would think, like, oh well, they've moved on, or you know, they gave up. Oh no! And then I would hear from them like six months later, like we cracked it, we solved it. I was like, we wow, found this person, amazing. We we, we right. this leak or right. whatever. That is literally all they do all day long. So right. So you know, really have a grain of salt for people who claim to be insiders and are who are doing this again and again. Because the true insiders are going to disappear. Right. You know? Exactly. They might have one right thing and they will never be heard from right. again. Right. And, and like, <clears throat> if there's a way, like, I don't know if it's possible to just be savvy about, like, what is, like, a prediction, which is, like, an educated guess. Yeah. Or anybody that, you know, wants to make a, a fun guess about right. something, that's fine. Versus a, versus a wish, which is mostly made up. Yeah. Versus something that is, like, mostly fabricated. Right. Like, right. there's a lot of gradation to that and right. sometimes it can be hard but it's and of like, course on the mm. internet everything is just for clicks and for right all that right stuff so just be careful you yeah. know yeah so i was yeah just be careful my goodness can we move on now <laughs> yeah, I mean, fine, fine, fine. By this, fine 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 well there was there happy. was there was this splatoon 3 
hardware was announced the next day, and then people moved on. Well, yeah, that would really yeah. shut you up. <laughs> <laughs> hardware looks great, by the yeah. way. It's but then there were good. still some people like, oh, you were wrong. I was like, no, I was absolutely right. What are you talking about? But anyway, <laughs> whatever. Uh, let's talk about something happy. Yes. God of War. Oh, it's launch day, November That's great. 9th. Yes. Very I'm good. I'm so good. excited. And they, they released a new trailer. It was a lot of CG stuff, but. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, still, still hyped. Uh, I'm glad it's this year. Me too. I was I'll be worried. making some time for this. Now this we, could be our Thanksgiving game. It could be. I'm like, so excited for that. Again, we go back to what we were saying about one game being able to really go head-to-head -head with Elden Ring for Game of the Year. And I think this, this is it. it. This is it. Um, yeah. And very, very happy for this dev team also, who's probably been going through the ringer oh trying to get gosh. this game done. This poor dev team. Yeah. It must be so hard. Oh, I, yeah. I feel I mean, something I, I like Corey, who's the director for this series. I love Because Corey. he's very transparent about yes. how like making games is really hard. And yeah, yeah. He doesn't sugarcoat things. He seems to be really going like through that. it at times. And it's like, yeah. yeah, this is what it takes to make a game of this size. And, and there, was, uh, there was all this stuff that people were being very negative oh, and yeah. like harassing That's the poor devs. That's like, yeah, stop Don't doing do that. They're stop working really hard. Stop right, that. Right. Um, but it's really exciting. I also saw they had these cool um, limited editions, which normally I don't. Um that looked pretty incredible. And normally I don't though. really care, but I thought they had some really neat stuff in there. I, I yeah. still, I still won't get it uh, because I don't have anywhere to put it. I already it. have my app. But yeah, so I'm that's. Okay. I mean, that's one of a kind. This is my, one of a kind. Yeah. Yes. But that stuff looked really cool. Yeah, they yeah. did. They're, they're doing a great job, like paying off the world. And yeah. Stuff yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, the last game really ended on that that great cliffhanger, so I can't wait to go back and, mm -hmm. and see what's happening. Right, right. I'll be taking the axe home so I can play, put it next to me while I play, because I need it in real life. I don't understand the connection, but okay. I'm going to do it. Um, all right, this is this is kind of interesting. Um, E3 returns. It says that they're returning in 2023. There's, right. There's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of opinions about this, but one thing that um, that is, I think, I think a positive. I think you you think is a positive as well is that they're working with Reed Pop, which is the um, the team that works on PAX yeah. and other consumer events. Yeah, they mentioned some of the other events they work on: New York Comic Con, Star Wars Celebration. I didn't know they were involved in those, but I mean, we worked with them at PAX all the time. Yes. they're obviously very, very versed, very capable, very mm -hmm. good. So this seems like. A good partner, right? Um, it does for them to have. I think that was that was something that they waited too long on in the past right. to find the right partner. Yeah, and they didn't nail that. You know, they, it does that make transition you, was tough when they were they were trying to take it from industry to a consumer event, but for the consumers, it was pretty bad experience. Yeah, like not having a partner that's really um, has the expertise in that, like Reed Pop, I think is was a miss on the ESA's part. But glad to see that they're. Realizing that, <clears throat> and um, you know, and hopefully building like a better experience yeah. in twenty twenty three. So knowing this partner has experience with consumer events, the question is, what's going to make it different from a PAX? Right? Are they going to try and juggle the industry side with the fan side? Mm. You know, there's other events that have like industry specific days and then fan days right that seems like a good solution to me yeah yeah uh, i'll be curious to see how they solve that yeah and also of course curious to see which companies will be involved yeah i mean i th my hunch is you know all the companies that were involved in the last physical e3 will be there because um, a lot of them have a stake 
in this. Sure. There were still some holdouts, like, you know, Activision is part of the ESA, but didn't choose to be there. Sony, I think, is the, the biggest question mark. Yeah, Sony's definitely a big question mark. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a slam dunk that they'll be back. They'll probably take a wait-and-see approach and see what this event is and if yeah. it benefits them. But I think there'll be a good turnout. I mean, there were a lot of companies that attended that last one. Again, all these companies have a stake in this. Right. So might as well give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, give it a... I mean, but if, again, I think this is their, like, sort of last chance, you know? If they can't, Oh, absolutely. If they can't make it work and, and the partners feel like it's not worth right. it this time, right. I think it'd be over forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, Jeff Keighley was ready with a tweet. He's, he's got these in he's his drafts. He's got drafts, yeah. <laughs> he's ready to go. Good for him. Summer Game Fest will be back. They already announced it before this was In announced. person and, uh, you know, their big uh, stream event as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I honestly had a great time at Summer Game Fest. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure he's going to evolve that more next year, too. I think so. Yeah. But, you know, it does, there's plenty of room. Things could live in two places. It's okay. You know, there's, there's the industry. I think people are excited and... and want to have these experiences mm-hmm. so you yeah. know it could it could work it could, it could coexist it could yeah be yeah cohabitation great um los angeles convention center the second week of june 2023 see you there that was always the worst when you would leave e3 and they would have that sign that said see you next year and you're like no like, i just i'm not even capable of like crawling out this door i know <laughs> and right? now you're I'm telling so me exhausted. i'll see you in a year right? again <laughs> i mean it's gonna be a different experience for us which yeah. is i'm i'm here for that for sure right. like it'll probably be a lot of more fun yeah and a lot less stressful and oh and, yeah you know being you know overworked and right. stuff but yeah we'll see mm-hmm. all right oh you have one more news thing yes there was some news coming out of nintendo uh some executive shuffling uh-huh uh, someone uh, named Devin Pritchard is now mm-hmm. the uh, executive vice president of sales marketing, sales marketing and communications, yes. which is, she's somebody who we worked with quite a bit when mm-hmm. we were there. Um, interestingly, she used, she used to be the head of legal yes. at Nintendo, and um, the old head of sales marketing communications left. Yeah, during the transition. During the transition, yeah. and she kind of took over on an interim basis, so now this is like official that this is her new job. Yeah. Um, so congratulations yeah, to her. Yeah, congrats to Devin. She's she's awesome. I think Nintendo is going to be in great hands with her, and yeah. I, I really I have really loved working with her. It does seem so. to be very clearly the next in line to run the place. Oh, yeah. Whenever Doug, Doug a, Bowser decides to hang it up. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. has a very, like... You know, it's like you get put into the the position to be the the inheritor right. of things. It's very clear how that path works. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you have you know expertise in sales, marketing, communications, and legal, Whew, that's great most, resume. That's most of the stuff that Nintendo of America does. Yeah, so, great um, resume. Go yeah. Devin. And I think I think she's a great choice. Yeah. Uh, whenever that time comes and whenever Doug is ready. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, she's great. I'm happy for her. All right. The questions. They're here. The questions from our wonderful Patreon community. And again, we do questions every week for um, the podcast from our Patreon community. Right. We also do bonus Q&As. With our a Patreon weekly bonus community. Q&A with yeah. about this many questions as it's well. It's always really fun. Some of the questions in our bonus Q&A can be spicy or sometimes off topic or sometimes just like kind of random. And it's really right. fun. And, and we love doing that. And those are exclusive to Patreon. You won't That's be finding right. those anywhere else. That's right. Uh, here we go, though. First question. Alatory05. I don't know if it's already been asked, but what do you guys think about the Wii U ports? It's fantastic seeing all these great games get a second life and not left dead. 
on an underperforming system, but they're also being marketed as brand new games and retailed at the same price as new games. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That that part of it is a little bit like an ouch, you know, that they're porting. I mean, there's still work that needs to be done to port games, obviously. Um, it's not like you push a button and it's for free that you, you get it. So there's still going to be some costs associated there, I guess. Well, this... The Wii U ones in particular are interesting because it was going from such a poorly performing platform to such a well-performing platform. Right, So it's right. like, it's almost like new content for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. So maybe Nintendo's thinking is like, we don't need to discount this at all. Right. Because these people never knew what this was in the first place. That's true. Yeah. It's new to them. It's new to them. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, it, it isn't like a brand new game. So like, you know. Yeah. But, um... I definitely think that a lot of the Wii U games, especially towards the latter half of the life cycle, deserve to not just die in that system, you know, his words. Um, And uh, it's great to see them on Switch for new people, like new people that may have never gotten a chance to play these games or even know they existed. So that's that's a good thing. Maybe I'm, uh, you know, not representing everybody, but I would love this to continue just every generation on, depending on the backwards compatibility situation. Yeah. If it's not going to be backwards compatibility, I would probably be glad to pay for these games that I like that much, that I want to replay, Mm -hmm. just for the convenience factor. And if they end up, you know, adding some bells and whistles or updating the graphics a little bit, I feel like that's worth it. Yeah. Um, I do too. I mean, think about how easy it is to watch, like, an old movie. movie. That you love. And obviously two very different mediums, but... It's like you're really jumping through a lot of hoops, and mm-hmm. in some cases, like, oh, well, we turned off the online, so you can't do these things, or you can't get this update. Right. Or, you know, this piece of hard- this old piece of hardware broke, and now there's no way to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which is what's happening with the whole 3DS eShop. <clears throat> yeah, so whether it's so, on yeah. NSO or, you know, re-release for people to buy as kind of a remaster, like, I, I'm very strongly for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am too. I think as long as you give people the choice of which games that they can purchase to um, to add to that library of their you know to build their library whether it's these old games so that they can replay it I, I think that you know that's a good option for people to have yeah 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 next question is from Brooke Obscura can you recall a time where you looked up the solution to a puzzle but later regretted not taking more time to figure it out for yourself conversely have you ever looked up the solution to a puzzle only to find the answer was so cryptic that you would have never figured it out on your own yes i do that (laughs) i try really hard not to look up puzzle solutions like i will like gut it out to try Mm. to you know solve it myself especially for like zelda games you know I, i really try not to um, to look it up. One one dungeon I did have a little bit of trouble with was the um, the Breath of the Wild, the one inside the camel. Oh, really? Where you have to like turn... Rotate it around? Rotate it around. Yeah. I think I got like... I just overthought it. Oh. I, but I, I really... Res- I didn't look it up. I eventually figured it out. It's okay to look it up. I know, but I tried to. Because <laughs> you look it up. My, You're a looker-upper. If, if I give it my best shot and I can't figure it out, I'll just look it up. And I have never regretted this once. Because oh. it's like, my time is too valuable and I get too annoyed when I feel mm. like I'm banging my head against the wall yeah. and I'm not making progress in this thing. It's like, it. just look it up. Oh. There is one that I will say that I looked up and I was like, I'm glad I looked this up because it was really 
cryptic. It was from um, uh, Twilight Princess. No, no, no. Uh, it was from Pokemon. Um, oh, uh, Arceus. Really? There was a puzzle inside that snow cave oh, where you had to rotate no. those mirrors. Oh. When I saw those, okay, games that don't have puzzles that'll out of the blue throw a puzzle. That's that a, was I, not cool. I won't even do it. I'll just look it up. Did like, you look it up? I don't want to deal with this. Yes. I think I did the first two. Even if it's like, like super easy, no. it's like I, I'm not in the right mindset to do a puzzle right, right now. I don't want to fiddle and with that this. That was also close to end game, so you're just like, I right. want to see what happens at the end. And that puzzle, yeah. I was like, this is a bad, this is a bad puzzle. Right. See, can most people like old traditional Zelda dungeons. I love Breath of the Wild because it had more intuitive, mm. smaller. Like the shrines. The sh like I loved that so much more because yeah, I yeah. I could kind of work my way through that mm -hmm. and, and some of those other Zelda dungeons just never clicked with me. Yeah, and never. I like Twilight Princess, you had a hard time. I didn't, I feel like I that played that was, game. That was the worst without one Without a glide at all and I was just, I loved it. You're a genius. It was great. That's, it was fun. That's all it is. You should join Mensa. Okay, I will. Good. Uh, Count Karnstein, great name. Great what, what are your thoughts and feelings? Again, I'm often asked about my thoughts, rarely my feelings. That's true. So thank you, Count. Uh, on when Nintendo of America was refusing to release some of my favorite games, such as Xenoblade Chronicles and Fortune Street. Oh, Fortune Street. Others like Pandora's Tower 2. It was a time when there wasn't a plethora of great releases mm. coming out, and my group was dying for some great games. The decision to not release any of these made no sense from our outsider view. However, thankfully that changed. Now, look at Xenoblade Chronicles. It's a great Nintendo franchise. Yeah. So I, I think the, the core of the question is like some of these more niche games, they don't Nintendo doesn't release them regularly, so that it's not it's kind of difficult for them to build up a fan base. But I think that was especially prevalent in the Wii era. Yes. Where Nintendo was much more focused on like hands-on of like this will or will not work. For our market. Yeah. And they were so focused on that whole like expanded audience thing right. that they just wouldn't do and it. Do you remember Operation Rainfall? Which was our first yes. like social media like, like problem. Grounds like like really grassroots movement yes. for us to do that something. That was a big thing, yeah. Like that was a very interesting thing to be a part of. And that absolutely had an effect on that decision. Right. Um yeah, I mean I, I think they've learned the lesson now that even these games that feel like they have smaller audiences can still be successful. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's it no still exists has a place. Right, the there's no you know? need to spend millions of dollars marketing it. But most games now, like there's enough people that play games have an audience where yeah. it can have some degree of success. Yeah, exactly. And I think maybe they had to learn that the hard sort way of the hard with way, some of yeah. these games. Right, right. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were just so hyper focused on the seniors bowling that, you know, right? They really pushed this to right. the wayside, which was definitely a mistake. I think a lot of the, one other thing I'll say is, I think the company's resources in localizing a lot of games has expanded a lot. That's true, and they then. have so many partner companies to help them right. now. Yeah. So I, I do think that was an issue then, as like the, the constraints of being able to localize all these games, mm -hmm. where I feel like now they can make it work yeah, yeah yeah totally all right courtney courtney i remember that nintendo was initially very hesitant to acknowledge the mobile gaming market as a viable place for its ip it almost felt that nintendo was worried that placing ip on phones would cannibalize handheld gaming sales what was it like within the company as nintendo began began to shift towards embracing mobile gaming were there any struggles you noticed, and what games do you think succeeded the most in capturing the appropriate gameplay best suited for a mobile experience? 
Well, I think this question is spot on. Yeah. And you do have to kind of take yourself back to that point in time where iPhones was there like was, becoming a thing. I mean, within all of gaming, there was panic that yeah. this whole all consoles, handheld systems are just going to go We're away. We're going to be totally left in the, in the dust yeah. by these mobile. Everything mobile will phones. be on an iPhone. Yeah. Which now is like a ridiculous thing, but that was the prevailing that was, yeah. mindset for a lot of people. Yeah. And I remember that was one of the most shocking things that I think happened is like, oh, we're going mobile. Like, what? Yeah, and, and it was really interesting because there is famously a quote from Mr. Awada that was yeah. like, we'll never go mobile, ever. Yeah, and, and, he, and he had spoken very you know, openly about like, don't diminish the value of your games by right. doing these like 99 cent things. Mm -hmm. And like the whole free to play model right. was something that he was not a fan of. It felt very counter to what the company had been saying. Right. And I think that fear of like, oh, cannibalizing, you know, IP was a real concern. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Especially because we did have a very successful handheld in the market. Right. Yeah. And, you know, them coming out and saying, yeah, we're going mobile and every IP is on the table. We were like, huh? was shocking at yeah. the time. But again, you do have to remember the company was doing very poorly due to the Wii U. Yeah. So I think they just felt a need to be like, we got to do, do something we to get something relevant, right, right? Right. We got to try something here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they probably would not do something to that degree now with right. the success with of the, the Switch. Success of Switch yeah. And maybe that's why you're seeing not sort a, of cancellation. Not a lot happening on mobile. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm going to read the next question because this is all you for the answer. Okay. From Jay Rando. Hi, Chris. I'm going to take myself out of this because I know nothing about this. Okay. <laughs> With the announcement of the huge Lego Bowser set, oh, I was yes. curious about Lego and Nintendo. Were you, in all, yeah. were you involved at all in the marketing of these Lego sets or have any interesting stories related to them? I was surprised <laughs> the collaboration happened at all and would love to hear any information you may have. Oh, yeah. This was a big part of my job. This was uh, all you. Yeah, I ended up in this uh, in this interesting role, which I actually really loved, where I was working really closely with uh, a team at Nintendo that was called Strategic Initiatives. And their whole department was in charge of doing these really cool partnerships with um, big, huge brands like Lego. And, uh, you know, they work on Universal. They work on some of the clothing stuff that we did, yeah. like Puma and Levi's, um, Uniqlo. Um, so I was... I was the, the sort of the liaison from our team, I would uh, help them with all the marketing with um, creators and with social. And it was great. It was really fun to work on something that was sort of like get people to like show their love for Nintendo by doing something that was not playing a video game. And that was something that I really believed in too. It's like yeah. you, there's lots of different ways where you can show you love something, you know? And it was really cool that there was like all these really sort of big partners that were on board and of course like who doesn't want to work with nintendo like it's such a you know such like a like a famous company so we were really lucky that when i was working there that we were just getting our it was just like here's a silver tray full of every wonderful brand that you would want to partner with and lego was definitely one that um that was a great fit and i think well, they did really well. They, they definitely have like more traditional Lego things like, you know, like the NES that we have and the big Bowser. But we also did those Lego sets that was like very gamey, you know, like right. Mario had a little like a tummy that where you could collect the coins and stuff. So it made it feel like it was sort of like very true to the spirit of Nintendo. And that was what that team was really focused on. And um, when we would talk to the Lego, the, the people at Lego, they were also like, they had a very similar mindset of being like very um, 
innovative and they had all these great ideas of how to make their their products like bring like sort of the Nintendo magic to life in their products and I think they did that like this thing is so cool and right. the big Bowser looks <laughs> awesome and uh, we we've done we did a lot of Nintendo minute videos with all the different Lego sets and yeah I think it's cool I think I love that team I, I um it's great to see that they're continuing all of the great partnerships that they have and yeah I, I love it I think it's great yeah all right, Maheen the Machine wants to know, hi, Kit and Krista, long-time watcher, first-time asker. Oh. As someone in games media, you guys are such an inspiration. I'm so happy to finally be able to be a Patreon member. Oh, welcome. Well, that's Thank wonderful. Thank you for being here. My question is, now that you've left Nintendo, do you think Nintendo will have a Kit and Krista replacement <laughs> or even think about having a YouTube presence like that once, like that one, huh? Like that one you both made with them. There we go. I oh. it. And what advice would you have for your successors? Oh, um, this could happen. Yeah. We, we certainly do not own, uh, the Nintendo Minute name or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I mean, they do have the Nintendo Power Podcast, mm-hmm. which our good friend Chris Slate, uh, is the host of. Yeah. And that seems to be going on and going That's well. Great. Um, <clears throat> I think they probably should do something in this space. Um, you know, I think they've still just been dealing with all the people leaving, frankly. Yeah, it's a on, lot of transition On the right team now. that would be doing it. So it might be a little bit of time before you yeah. see anything like that. You know, I think I've always thought another big opportunity is like more frequent Treehouse Live. Mm-hmm. And maybe not, you know, revealing something new, but just playing a game. Well, they have Treehouse Plays now, so they can do that and yeah. have it not be sort of the expectation not be like we're going to announce this, sure. this stuff. But know? I mean, if you could do that, you know. And there's great personalities in, inside the Treehouse that yeah. I think would be a great fit for that. Yeah, I mean, if you could, you know, do us like even like a monthly stream or, yeah. or just more more regular content. Just something more regular. I feel exactly. like that could fill the more void. More series-wise. Right, yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think they should do something. What they will do, I have no clue. Yeah. Um, advice for your successors, though. Um, well, definitely being regular, I think, is how we built uh, the community for yeah. Nintendo Minute and allowed us to be, um, allowed us to do the show for so long and also being, like, really flexible, I think, on, like, what we're going to be talking about that week and just being really relevant and, and like, looking at what the, the community is talking about and making that the topic of the show was something that was important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, it's it, it'd be nice for Nintendo to show some more like humans, <laughs> sometimes it, you know, the, the reason why we, why we did Nintendo Minute was because Nintendo just felt so, like, monolithic and, like, faceless. Um, and, yeah, now that there's no, like, Reggie and Doug's not really out there as much, it's, like, it does kind of feel like it's reverted back yeah. to that, like, monolithic yeah. kind of thing again. So it'd be, it'd be great for them to just, like, show some real humans and their real personalities. I think that would be a, a really positive thing. Yeah. Uh, switching it up underscore is the next question. Hey guys, hope you're having a lovely week. Just wanted to know about Nintendo's relationship with indie developers. Mm-hmm. How did this turn around so drastically from the Wii days where it was almost impossible to make games for the Wii shop as they had to be a certain size requirement to now on the Switch every indie developer wants in and we now see indie so- showcases. How was this relationship turned around? How did Nintendo work with small developers to con- convince them to come back to Nintendo? I asked this because I love my indie games and I love the Switch for housing so many. Thanks, as always, for your hard work. Wow, I think the audience size of the Switch really uh, made it attractive for developers. I think beyond indie developers, just developers overall were not so jazzed about 
you know, some of the the limitations and the um, and then of course with Wii U, the audience size yeah. of Wii U. So yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know, we've we've talked about how it's hard for platform holders to be successful over multiple consecutive generations. Mm-hmm. Kind of like leadership in indie games has also been passed around quite a bit. That's true. Like yeah. Xbox, Xbox 360 that had you know introduced Xbox Live Arcade, this whole new way to sell games. They were very clearly the lead in that. Then the next generation, PlayStation 4. Remember, they had those E3 press conferences where they like gave them the main stage, all these indies. Like, right. We're emphasizing our commitment to indies. And that was great, and that was a big differentiator for them. And now the Switch is clearly the mm-hmm. lead platform. Yeah. I would say Steam, too, has always a, a, been a bit of oh, yeah. a huge place for right, indies. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think you just have to make it a long-term priority mm-hmm. because I wonder if some of these other companies said, like, well... You know, we did well with these indies, but we've got bigger fish to fry, so yeah, like we'll we move can't on. put as much like um, like attention to right. it. Yeah. But, it, but it, it turns out indies are super important, um, right? And you need to give them because the, I mean, the how support. many how many games are you releasing yourself, and what do you think people are playing in between those games? They're playing indie games, exactly. And they they, they had this like really important you know variety and perspective right. to the games on your system. So <laughs> it's like a very and especially now, you know, everyone wants to. Like you, we look at video games a little differently now versus it just being it's really a truly an art form versus it just being like something that you like button mash through. Yeah, right now, yeah. So. There used to be this perception like, oh, indie game is going to be artsy fartsy, it's going to be different, but it's not going to be as good right. as a AAA game. And now it's like that's absolutely that's totally not, not true not anymore. The case. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo was vocal about around the end of Wii U having this initiative of mm-hmm. trying to work more closely. Yeah, with, with indie developers. developers, and I think that just carried over to Switch. Um, and- hopefully, again, to what we were saying. When the next platform comes, do not take your eye off the ball. Continue to make that a major priority. Mm-hmm. And um, just make these games, as many great games as possible, accessible to your audience. Right. You know, that's the thing. It's like pretty simple. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think the Switch, you know, form factor was appealing to a lot of indie devs too. I think too. so too, yeah. And that was another reason for them to put the games mm-hmm. on it. But it, it the worked, audience size of Switch obviously it works both is very ways. attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Troopage. I'll read this to you because it's really for you. It's going to get a very quick response. How far does the disdain for Sega go? Is it just for memes or does Kit really not get enjoyment from more Sega properties besides Yakuza? It's not just the memes. I'm not a, me- I'm not a meme-driven uh, life form. <laughs> Again, like I said at the beginning, 50,000 YouTube subscribers. All will be revealed. Sonic and Sega go hand in hand, so it'll all come out. That's all I have to say about that right now. All right, guys. Let's get going, then, on this (coughs) 50,000 campaign. Uh, Our last question. Weetrick. Weetrick. Sometimes I will click on an official NOA tweet and read the replies. I always regret it. (laughs) How are we able to filter the noise and make social media a useful tool to judge authentic fan reactions? Oh, boy. Great question. Yeah, that was tough, for sure, in some instances. And, and yes, a lot of the replies are just, like, facepalm moments. Um... But, uh, you know, you, we always talk about this thing where it's like, think about the silent majority versus the vocal minority and understand, like, how some of these really negative or just, like, ridiculous and not helpful comments is coming from a very small percentage of people, right? 
Yeah, I mean, there was a certain amount that was just nonsense that you could just yeah. like throw out right away. Exactly. You know, Nintendo and, and pretty much any other big company is using sort of a social media monitoring like tool to help you understand. Yeah. Like, it'll give you a graph of like the sentiment of like, well, this was good, this was bad, this one we right. like, was sort of in the middle. You would always have to balance that with your own eyes and like actually go through it because a lot of times like those systems had a hard time understanding. Like nuance. Or like there would be words that it would say are bad but are actually good yeah. based on the usage. Yes, exactly. So you just need to be savvy enough to not rely on your own eyes or what you know these tools are mm -hmm. telling you and go somewhere down the middle. With yeah, it. I think it helps to just deeply understand your audience as right. well, which I think on the social media team, we all were. Yeah. Like, we just, like, got it, you know? Um, and that comes with just a lot of, yeah, like, you just kind of live in that space for better or worse. Um, but, yeah, it is tough. And sometimes you read them and you just, like, roll your eyes because it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's also a, a time where you don't want to take things personally, even if you're the person posting it, because yeah. again, they're not you know upset not or, upset or being you. snarky with you. They're just kind of snarking into the wind, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with you. So exactly. that that can be hard to uh, it can be hard lose yeah. track of, but Definitely it is important hard. just to have perspective. That's right. Yeah. All right, great questions as always. Thank you so much to our Patreon family for sending those in. Mm -hmm. All right, graduation service for our One Up Club members. Get a nice shout out every week on the podcast if you join our One Up Club. Yeah. Let's Should go. I go first? Please. Okay. A. Ron Burgundy. Aaron Hash. Adam Edwards. Ajan Malari. Ale Alejandro. Alexandra Pratt. Amaris. Andre NYH. Angela Bycroft. Bagel. Ben Eckhorn. Bettina Tang. Brad SF56. Candace Roper. Kat Laurie. Christopher Lay. Cozy Tar. Captain Alex. Daniel Valencia. Doxa. Doodoo Face. Douglas Chomix. Ducatista. Dino Punch. Eigenverse. Elite Peach. Esparts 50. Ezrato. Furbound. Gar. Garrett Hallfish. Handsome Warrior. Ian Say. Israel or Izzy. Jay Rando. Jackie Z. Jason E. JK99. JBJ. Jeff Yoakum. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jesse Hernandez. Jobert. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hammerly. Joshua Clements. Juan. Julia Barnes-Brown. Just Cantro. Kai Comercio. Kawa2796. Kevin. Kevin Delane. K Madman TV. Kai Kre Kyle Kretzer. Kyler Nelson. Lego My Frago. Link. Lit. Lucamania. Lucas. Luis. Oh, oh, oh Lucas Pico. <laughs> Lucas Pico. Luis. Mamu. Marky Man 64. Maru Mayhem. Matthew Rewald. Megan. Mega Z23. Michael Cravens. Michael J. File. Michael Mazer. Mike Chin. Mikey. Murph. My Tran. Nod Narb. Oh Me Oh My. Panda Buns. Parker Anderson. Patreon User. Paul Gale Network. Piano Psychopath. P.S. We. Reverb. Rad State of Mind. Rain Tech. Ray Chiron. Reiji Utsuhuo Oku'u. R.J. Kern. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Roy Eski. Ryan Hayes, 521. Rianetta. Sam Newland. Scott LaRock. Safazon. Shinryu. Slowbro. Schmiggles. Spicy Munchkin. Steel Citrone. Switching It Up Underscore. The Don Rob. The Shark Among Men. Thomas Alvarez. Surbage. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tyler Geis. Ultimate Flapjack. VGM Life. Video Game Stupid. Beautiful Dandy. Virtual Bot. Wicked Davy. Will Ernst. Zutaverf. And Zen. Yeah. 
Um, it's really hot. We need a temperature check in this room. It's got to be, what's your guess? 80. Okay. I'm going to fan myself. Hopefully it's not annoying. I'm going to say it's 84 degrees in this room. It's exactly 84 degrees in We're this room. We're going to lunge for the AC controls as oh soon as we hit yes. the stop button here. Okay. Lunge. Here we go. Shoulder really roll. Fast. We're doing this right now. Patreon. Don't forget to subscribe. Patreon.com slash Krista. Please. Help us pay for the AC. Um, <laughs> follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment with your place that we want to visit or live that's or right. avoid. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to stop now. One last thing. Yeah. Last episode, we mentioned this Pokemon clock. We forgot to include the picture <gasps> of the Pokemon, the clock. Pokemon clock. It is now available on our social media channels that you just mentioned, so please go see it. It's there? I posted it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go now. Bye. Bye. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.